Good morning. It's DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Well, that was a lot of winning. All right. The Jazz lost Saturday when Mike Conley didn't play in Chicago. But they bounced back. He played Sunday the one in Milwaukee. Okay, Milwaukee is missing three guys who are really important. But it doesn't matter. The Jazz got to win. And the Utes scored 44 points in one. And the Aggies scored 51 points in one. And the Cougars scored 66 points in one. They got 171 points for those three teams. That's, that's incredible. Tremendous offensive output. All right, we're going to start with the Utes. Washington State beat ASU. That was a big old favor for the Utes right there. They lead the Devils by a game. They lead USC and UCLA by a game and a half. They got the tiebreaker on all three schools because they've already beaten them. They've still got games left with the bottom feeders, Arizona and Colorado. This is used division to lose. I mean, it's not over, but it's over. If they don't win it, something horrible is going to happen in November. It'll be the worst November collapse ever. The Utes are firmly in the driver's seat. Kyle Winningham talks a little bit about that. Here are his post-game thoughts. Yeah, uh, key to the game is our ability to run the football. That was pretty cut and dried to me. Uh, they were tremendous against defending the run going in. I think 90-something yards, and we got 290. And so that was the key to the whole thing. Uh, Cam had another exceptional night. Uh, Cam Rising um, took care of the football. Three touchdown passes. Uh, like I said, no no uh, turnovers. Offensive line deserves a huge shout-out. You don't get 290 yards rushing without a lot of uh, movement going on up front in our offensive line uh, rose to the occasion, rose to the challenge. Um, and then, like I said, Tavion was Tavion was outstanding, 160 plus yards and and uh, four touchdowns, uh, just an outstanding night. So he's he's really turning into a, a workhorse for us and carried the ball 24 times and and uh, that's a huge positive uh, what he's doing uh, for our team. Um, defense played. Okay, not great. We still got things that we got to get better at on defense. Um, we were really good on third down, but we we stunk on fourth down. So, I mean, the third down conver- conversion percentage is about twenty five percent, but then they were seven to nine on fourth down. So that was a that was an issue for us. We got them to got them to third down and won that, but but uh, lost too many th- uh, fourth downs. Um, but uh, you know, with with. Uh, you know, with Arizona State getting beat, it would put us in pretty good position. There's still a ton of football left. We all understand that. But, but for the moment and for right now, uh, we're in a pretty good spot. We just got to continue to uh, get better as a football team uh, week in and week out and uh, get some of our guys back that we're missing. That will help us out as well. But, but uh, good win for our guys tonight, really good win. Kyle, you elected to go for for it on offense at the beginning of the game. Was there a decision in that way? I mean, usually you traditionally let your defense out on the field first. Yeah, our offense is starting to gain more and more confidence in the offensive guys, and, and uh, we're starting to control the line of scrimmage better. And, of course, analytics come into it as well. And uh, we did not go against any of the analytics. Uh, in fact, there was probably a couple that we uh, – Analytics said go, but but uh, just felt the, the better situation was to uh, to not go at that at that time. Now we got a, some mileage out of Cam Rising with his quick kicks, which was a positive. He did a great job for us. I think both of them were inside the ten, and so that was uh, 
a good weapon for us. We didn't punt one time with our with our traditional uh, punt unit. It was two quick kicks, and, and that was it. Um, just an easy field goal. We got we got to get better at place kicking. Uh, we're not uh, our percentage is not good enough this season. I think we're about sixty percent overall, which we need to be eighty percent plus. So we got work to do there as well. But anything about those quick kicks with Cam that maybe had to do with the struggles of the punt team recently as well? Yeah. A lot to do with that. Yeah, good observation. Yeah, you get you get two punts blocked, and and uh, you're not don't have a lot of confidence. And so, if you have an opportunity where you can utilize a quick kick, and and uh, you know, especially Cam was a punter in high school. He, he punted for his high school team, and so he's got a good background in it. And uh, you know, we got the the three wide receivers that we put out there, and uh, as our gunners, and and uh, like I said, we we're able to. Uh, 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 pin the opponent inside the 10-yard line twice with that. Two for two. Kyle, why Paul at center and Nick kicking outside? Because uh, Keaton Bills was not available. Yeah, it's one of those guys where we need to try to get back. But but I thought Paul Miley came in and did a really nice job. Had a couple errant snaps uh, that were a little bit tough to handle. But uh, other than that, he did a really nice job. And Nick Ford did a nice job at uh, left guard. He When... Uh, Keaton went down. We felt our best combination was to bump Nick out and uh, put Paul in at center. Kyle, you, you talked about how the, the run, run defense against Oregon State was soft. Uh, for, for you guys to hold them to 146 yards on the ground, do you feel that that was much improved? Very much improved, and and uh, they've been averaging uh, a lot more than that. And that's uh, Chip Kelly is a heck of an offensive coach, and and really his his basis for everything is the run game. That's where it starts for him, and uh, that was not enough. I know he's not happy with that production, and because they usually do a, a lot better job than that. And and uh, you know he's a guy that really can uh, put together a run game. He's tough to defend. You said your defense obviously wasn't perfect, but Devin Lloyd wasn't in there for that first half. How do you feel like the team managed without him on the field? thought they did a nice job, and that was our decision to uh, – we when we win the toss – almost exclusively we defer but uh, we took the ball because we knew Devin you know that might give us one more series with Devin that we wouldn't have had and so uh, our offense promptly went right down the field in fact it was our first three drives I believe that we uh, we scored on in succession and uh, so that was the reason why we uh, didn't defer uh, we took the ball and then when we got Devin back in the second half he of course made plays like he always does the red zone stuff was talked a lot about last week. The mm-hmm. two turnovers on downs, just you know, the ability to to go down the field four times and to give it to Tavion inside the ten. You know, just your thoughts on the red zone stuff tonight. Much improved, and we work hard on it all week. We work hard on it every week, but it was a, a particular point of emphasis this past week, and we wanted we needed to be have more physicality down there. And I think you saw that tonight. That was our that was our objective, and that was uh, our philosophy going in is is uh, pound it, and we were able to do that. Any more questions for Coach? Yeah. Happy Halloween. Oh, you have one more. Okay. Um, what, are the, um, what are the difficulties now of, of going into a short week knowing that you're playing on Friday? Yeah, it's uh, a short week uh, going to Stanford. Uh, you get a short week combined with uh, a road trip, but, you know, that's what the schedule says. So we never worry or complain about that. We just got to manage it. Um, and we will manage it. And uh, Stanford's in the same boat other than having not having to travel. But... Uh, We'll, uh, we've got a blueprint for it and a protocol, and we'll just go to that. Okay, now happy Halloween. There's Kyle Whittingham after the win over UCLA. Can take a break. When we come back, we'll hear from the Cougars and then the Jazz. Stay with us. 
It's game week for the Aggies, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. The Aggies take a break from Mountain West Conference play for a trip to New Mexico for a showdown against New Mexico State. Catch all the play-by-play action this Saturday, beginning with the Aggie pregame show at 1. From Monday morning to all the play-by-play action, nobody brings you better coverage of Aggie football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. BYU, 66 points. Most points they've scored in 20 years. They welcome Bronco back. The Cavaliers get down by 21, score touchdowns on six straight possessions, and then score just once in the second half. BYU, 66-49. Tyler Algier, a career best, 266 yards. He was awesome. Running over people, running away from people. He's over 1,000 yards rushing. He's heading towards the school record, helped by Luke Staley. Here's Tyler Algier after the game. Tyler, you're probably going to get some of the same questions you always get because you had another fantastic game. What's it like to have the team rely on you like they do to come out and have these monster games and kind of be that workhorse guy? Yeah, um, honestly, I don't really think of it like that. I just the whole line gets me to where to where I need to be, and literally just reading off them, they make me right, and I make them right. So, are you as exhausted as you were last week? Uh, <laughs> I'll say so. So, <laughs> uh, uh, it's close. Yeah, it's close, but you know, I'm just get some treatment tomorrow and be ready for next week. Tyler, you had 74 rushing yards in the first half, um, and then you finished with 266, so you went for 192 in the second half. What did you feel like changing from the first half to the second half when things really started to open up on the run game? Uh, yeah, literally just keeping them honest. You know, we ran, a, we ran a lot of passes, a lot of runs, and, you know, just keeping them honest, you know, not stacking the box when we want to run. And then uh, when they stack the box, you know, we'll pass it. So, you know, literally just keeping them honest and um, – Literally opened a lot of things up. We'll do the last question from Sean. Tyler, I feel like I should ask you about one of your five touchdowns, but I want to ask you about a defensive play. How big was Lopa's fumble there that kind of preceded that that last one? Where literally so so big time, big time. You know that you know they they had a really good offense. You know they were literally moving down the field so many times, especially. But I think they only stopped. They only scored once in the second half. No. How many times did he score in the second half? I know it, it cut tremendously between the first half and the second half. So, literally just them, the defense just making their changes, you know, doing their thing, really came in clutch, really came in clutch and let the offense have a lot of time on their hands. And we got the ball back. There is Tyler Algier. Now here's the head coach, Kalani Sataki. Congratulations on the win. Uh, what was the difference? Give up 42 points in the first half, just seven in the second half. What was the difference? Well, the difference was Elias Atuyaki making adjustments in halftime. And, uh, you know, our guys, it, it wasn't so much the scheme adjustments, it was just focus on fundamentals. I mean, uh, we, we did a couple things differently scheme-wise, but um, I think, uh, you know, it started off good. And um, it was just a little interesting because at the beginning of the game, there were no TV timeouts. So things are rolling really quickly. And so uh, I think our guys got a little fatigued and started to miss tackles when you get tired, start to forget your technique. And um, once we were able to kind of gather ourselves, I mean, the second quarter was was really harsh for me to see. 
to coach, and I know everybody was, you know, a little pissed off at that uh, second quarter, but halftime, the guys gained a composure. We talked about adjustments, and we talked about utilizing uh, more personnel, more people on the field. That's what we, we do. We can keep our guys fresh, and uh, it just happens that our guys made some plays, and we were able to get some turnovers in the second half, and get a turnover on down on downs, and uh, that was a difference for us. And our offense uh, stuck to it. We were aggressive. Uh, the game plan, I, I, I love. I mean, <clears throat> when our offense get the ball that many times, I think we're going to do pretty good. So uh, I thought they took care of the football. And, uh, the difference was the turnover and downs, and, and um, the turnovers all together. So, uh, but uh, credit to our players and credit to our coaching staff for making the adjustments on defense and. Uh, Finding ways to, to get this win. I mean, that's the stat line doesn't really look that favorable, but uh, second half, I think we can, we can play uh, good sound football like we did in the second half. We'll be, we'll be fine for most of the games. You touched on this, Kalani, but how big was that fumble that Uriah caused and, and then recovered, setting up the offense and able to make it a two score game there early in the fourth quarter? Yeah, I mean, I, I think. Uh, you know, credit to Virginia. They're they're making a lot of plays. I mean, they they, they were miss, making us miss tackles, and they're uh, trying to keep things balanced. I know they're trying to, uh, you know, they're they're usually going to throw the ball, but uh, I think they're committed to trying to run the ball a little bit tonight. And, and uh, you know, we just had to make it really hard for them. I, I think they had, if you look at it in the first half, they had just those big plays, and we didn't make it difficult for them. And I, I think uh, it's like one missed tackle, and then it was a touchdown. And, um, you know, we got a little aggressive. We played a little man defense, and we tried some things and did some pressures, and uh, they, they bit us, you know. But uh, I just like our guys being aggressive and trying different things, but also making adjustments and uh, relying on our offense is clicking like that for us to play complimentary football, and that's what happened in the second half. Kalani, can you can you touch on uh, Jaron Hall's progression and evolution as a passer? He had career high in passing yards for you guys tonight. It, it just seems like he's getting more and more comfortable with the playbook and and with reading the defenses. Yeah, I think um, game time that just that just happens. You know, guys get more comfortable playing the game and more comfortable making adjustments and. and I mean, I'm, I'm going to make an excuse for Jaron. He's been banged up. You know, this is when he's fresh and he can go. He, he's, he's a much different player. And, and um, you know, when, when we were in a position where he was banged up and, and Baylor wasn't cleared to go, we, we, we had to protect him a little bit. And, um, and then, you know, we relied on, on Tyler to make some plays for us. But uh, our game is going to have to be focused on, on the quarterbacks being able to, to, to make plays for us. And, and um, sometimes, uh, just takes a little bit more experience, a little bit more time for those guys to, to progress. And um, I think I think A Rod's an, an amazing coach, and, and uh, more time with him and, and getting these young guys more opportunities to play. Uh, I think we can do some really good things. I mean, sixty six points isn't isn't too bad. As he as he's gained that experience, what's really stood out about how his command of the offense? I just think timing, like it's just, he, he seems to know where to go with the ball, uh, no matter what the defense does. And, and defensively, um, Virginia did a lot of different things, you know, and, and uh, try to confuse him. And they brought some pressure also, and um, he made him pay. I, I think you, to have a quarterback that can, can see things and, and uh, can go through the progression in, 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 the, in the passing game, 
uh, that's that's hard to do, and these guys have done it. And I, I feel comfortable with all the quarterbacks doing that, but I'm just I'm happy to see Jaron make that move and, and um, create some space with his legs too. And, and, and through, made, I thought he made good decisions. I I made a couple times where he probably shouldn't have thrown the ball a couple times, but uh, I mean, he, he we we trust him. So uh, just let's just see what what happens. I think he's getting better every week, so hopefully we can see him you know perform again and, and improve next week. Jay and then Mitch. Hey Bronco, with their, I mean, hey Kalani, when we weren't talking about Bronco coming back, we were wondering if your your offense could was equipped to get in a shootout with with their offense. You you feel like uh, you guys answered that loud and clear tonight? Well, I mean, two defensive coaches don't really like shootouts, right? And. Um, I think the first half wasn't what I wanted. The first quarter, yeah, but uh, the second quarter I didn't like. And it was just big plays on defense that were given up and some mistakes. But uh, I think the offense just had to be ready to have a shootout no matter what. And um, I'm glad they did. You know, um, I just uh, – defensively, we had a lot of guys that were banged up and weren't able to go. And that's just the game. But at the same time, we have to believe in our depth. And, and sometimes um, I think in the first half, we had guys playing tired when they should have just rested. And second half, uh, we utilized all our personnel. We, we rotated guys in there, kept them fresh. And that made the difference for us. Um, when, you, when, you're, when you're fresh and you can play. And, and it wasn't really the, the amount of plays. It was just back-to-back uh, -back and quick quick scores by our offense. There's not a lot of rest time. And a lot of our guys play special teams. And, and we're not going to rotate on special teams. We need to rotate on defense. And we just had to lean on some second and third stringers. And, and uh, uh, you know, second stringers made, made, made some plays. I mean, look at the turnovers that Drew Jensen had. He seems to have a great uh, feel for the passing game and how to defend. And, um, you know, all our guys played really well. And just there's mistakes, but it was really one quarter that, that uh, I, I really wish we had back. Mitch, go ahead. Kalani, five touchdowns for, for Tyler Algier. What what makes him such a special player for you guys? He just he's tough, man, and and uh, he has a lot of speed. I think people misunderstand that they don't really realize that he's a big body, but he can run. He he can fly. So that's that's dangerous when he get to the next level. And uh, he broke some tackles tonight, and man played hard. And he's a little sore. I, I said this before that. Um, we're going to need him to do that, you know, and, and um, uh, I think I think we have to be smart with him, but he's willing to, to, to dish out the punishment and find ways. And uh, it's just a matter of time before he finds an opening and then he finds a crease and turns it into a big, big play. You mentioned Drew Jensen, uh, Drew, uh, Alden Tofa, John Nelson, some guys that maybe are lesser known on this defense making big plays in the fourth quarter. How, how satisfying was that to see them rise the occasion and, and take on that, that role in that spot? That's great. I, I thought, um, and, that, and that's, that was the adjustment really. We, we had a great game plan. We just cannot play tired. And, and when you're going against tempo, we just need to rotate guys and, and we need to trust those guys to play. I mean, they made plays tonight, you know, so we, we talk about our depth and, uh, I, I know guys want to play as many plays as they can, but uh, I think it's important to, for them to trust the backups and, um, you know, to, to let them get in there and make plays. I, I was, I'm really proud of our guys and, and their belief in each other and their buy into what 
uh, on defense, what Elisha Tuyaki was asking them to do, and then on offense, what A-Rod was doing, and, and obviously special teams with, with what Ed does there. So I, I have great coaches. They did a great job tonight. They performed well. and But, you know, we, we're going to work on some things and get better, but just really relishing the win right now, and we'll, we'll learn and get better next week. Kalani, what was your interaction like with Bronco and with the the former BYU guys, your friends, some of these guys that you've known? What was that like before and after the game? Really good. I mean, uh, Bronco was awesome um, before and after the game. And um, he, I know he has a lot of love and appreciation for this place. And uh, I'm, I'm really happy that that the fans showed him the love and the, and the warm um, welcome that he deserves and just really proud of our fans and that I know it meant a lot to him uh, it meant a lot to me and I know it means a lot to to that staff you know those guys were, were welcomed and man, it was it was a great game uh, I mean defensive coaches don't really like this game but it felt like an old school BYU type of game and um, you know that's <laughs> I, I'm just trying to make sure that we play at our best and that uh, this, these type of explosiveness in, in, in the second quarter, I think that was where we gave up tons of points. Um, doesn't happen again, but I don't want it to overshadow the, the fact how happy I am, how they, how well they played the second half, how they bounced back, and also the, how consistent and, and really nice the, the way the, the offense was working. I, I was really pleased with that. So, um, you know, it just felt really good. We, we, we can win a lot of games if we do that. Well, along those lines, I wanted to ask about big picture, seven and two at this point, heading at the end of October. You have been dinged up and your depth has come through strong and you've been able to, to win seven games. What's it like to have the program at the point where you're able to rely on that like you have this year? Yeah, I mean, uh, we, we're really happy with the depth, but I, 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 I don't want to keep testing it. You know, I think the depth is good and, and let's just keep, uh, getting better, but also getting some guys back. And, um, but, but just these guys believe in each other, man. They work hard for each other. And, and, uh, yeah, just, I just, I feel like we're developing really, really well as a program overall. And, um, we just keep focusing on, on, on all the little details, all that stuff adds up and, and will allow us to, to take bigger steps towards what we want to accomplish. And, um, Culturally, I'm really proud of our team. I, I love the players leading this group and and um, the buy-in. So we'll just keep working and try to keep things positive and and uh, learn as much as we can. I think feedback and criticism is really good for our guys, but uh, only if we learn from it. Okay, we'll do last two quick questions from Ron and then Ben. Kalani, usually we see Gunner um, and Puka as the deep threats tonight. Tonight we saw Samson get involved in the action a lot. What can you speak on about how big of a role he's played um, and how well he's been able to impact the offense since coming over from Utah? Well, Sam, Samson's, first of all, he's been a deep threat for us. He just hasn't been completely healthy. And this week he's been healthy. So, uh, you know, he's been banged up and you just never can tell from him, from him because his, his appearance and his excitement, his energy is just, is it's, I don't know if anyone can match that, but it's, it's amazing. But, um, 
he's been banged up and and, and uh, when he's healthy and ready to go and, and can play every down and, and start like he did tonight, man, he's dangerous. He's been doing that for years. And so it's good to see him get out there and play. But the energy, what I appreciate the most from him is the energy and the excitement that he has for his teammates when they make plays. Um, regardless of which phase, it doesn't matter offense, defense, special teams. Uh, that guy burns a lot of calories because he's all over the place. He's talking to special teams. He's talking to the juice crew. He's talking to everyone. And um, you know, we, we need to bottle up that energy because it's it's amazing. But that guy has playmaking ability that matches his energy. And so it was nice to see those guys get out and play. Gunner, it was just a – we thought Gunner was going to go, but I, I think we – we decided to be safe and, and, and make sure that he's got a, a bright future in football. We just need to make sure that, that we don't um, put him in, in harm's way. And so, and we felt good. I mean, Keanu made some plays down downfield too. And, uh, you know, we, we had a lot of guys. I, I think Chris Jackson was ready to make some plays happen. He unfortunately had a, a targeting call on him and, and um, you know, but, but the guys that we feel deep in a lot of different positions, um, that receiver position has been really, really good for us. And, um, they have a really good coach, too. Kalani, I know you touched on it briefly, um, but I, I was wondering if you could get into more specifics. It seemed like in the first half, a lot of 40 front. Second half, we saw a little bit more 30 front. I believe the two turnovers, both the forced fumble and uh, Drew, Jensen, INT, were both 30 front, drop eight. And then the turnover on downs was also drop eight. Could you speak to uh, some of those specifics and, and what happened in the second half? Yeah, uh, we, we weren't getting enough eyes on on, uh, on the quarterback, and uh, you know, credit to Robert and I and, and and the offense, they they were doing some things that really make it difficult for man coverage. We thought we could match up man to man with them, and, and it worked early. And then when the guys got fatigued, uh, they're covering forever, you know. So the, they were getting a little tired, and and they're missing tackles. Um, they were there, uh, coverage was breaking down, and then um, Armstrong was breaking breaking the pocket and taking off. And when you're in man, you're basically covering your guy. You don't really see, um, you don't really see what's going on when the quarterback breaks the pocket. So you're you're susceptible to big plays. Uh, we thought it would be okay if we can kind of match it and play better, but then they, they those big plays turned into big touchdowns. I mean, we had a, a pressure that was a zero pressure that they broke a tackle and scored a touchdown on. So um, drop eight won the game for us. And that was Eli Satuyaki's idea. Uh, that wasn't really the game plan, but we were going to mix in some man drop eight. He did that in the second half and held them seven points, a really, really explosive offense of seven points. I think people need to respect him a little bit more now. There's Kalani after BYU improves to seven and two. They got Idaho State. That should be eight and two. They got a bye week. Georgia Southern. That should be nine and two. Off to USC, where they ought to be favored. That should be ten and two. Drake London. That looked like a bad injury. Air as leg in a soft cast. They're worried about his ankle. That looked bad. BYU. BYU's got a chance to win out here. They got a very good chance to win out and get to ten and two. All right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back. The Jazz. Losing to Chicago, but then the win in Milwaukee. You'll hear from them next. It's game week for the Utes, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. It's a Friday night edition of Utah football as the Utes welcome David Shaw and the Stanford Cardinal to Rice-Eccles Stadium for a key Pac-12 battle. Listen all week for your chance to win tickets to the game and then catch the Ute pregame show Friday night with the postgame show immediately following the game. Ah! From Monday morning to the postgame press conference. 
Nobody brings you better coverage of youth football. You ready? Yeah! The 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. The Jazz lost Saturday in Chicago, but they win Sunday in Milwaukee. And the Bucks were shorthanded, no doubt about that. Here's the best of the postgame show. It's your Jazz recap here on DJ and PK on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Jazz split a couple of games over the weekend, a back-to-back lose in Chicago, but win in Milwaukee last night, 107.95 over the shorthanded Bucks. Donovan Mitchell had a great game, 28 points, 10 of 18 shooting, 4 of 9 for three, four, or five from the line. Had a couple of big-time buckets down the stretch to seal the deal for the win uh, for the Utah Jazz. Mike Conley had 20, as he did not play against the Bulls, as he's not going to play in both games of back-to-backs, but did play last night against Milwaukee. Bogdanovich had 14. Jordan Clarkson had 15 coming in off the bench, but Jordan, his streak of 99 consecutive games with a a three-pointer made has come to an end. Couldn't quite get to triple digits for Jordan Clarkson, but uh, let's get to some post-game sound. Let's start things off with Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Yeah, I think we're going to see different teams play us different ways, and they were obviously, you know, really aggressive in the pick and roll, um, blitzing us and trapping us. Um, you know, I thought we, you know, we really tried to move the ball, and then, you know, there was opportunities late where I thought Donovan was terrific attacking the rim, um, you know, and challenging. So, um, I think we. As a group, we you could you could feel us, you know, being more aware of that. Was this the, the best um, balance for Donovan between you know running the team, getting everybody involved, and then kind of taking over? Um, I think every game's different. You know, I, I think it's, it's sometimes you want balance, sometimes you don't. You just kind of take what the defense provides you, and I think that's what you saw at the end of the game. You know, he had a couple of situations where he was able to get by and get to the rim. You know, that's what, you know, we want him to be opportunistic. Obviously, Milwaukee has been two of their main guys tonight, but it felt like the defense was pretty efficient tonight in terms of slowing them down. Yeah, I thought, you know, from a position standpoint, you know, we executed some of the things we want to do. Obviously, you know, not having Middleton or Drew out there is different, but. Um, kept them off the foul line. I thought that was really a big, big thing. What do you say to? Um, obviously, I know you're not going to make too big a deal out of a couple of rough shooting games from JC, but is there anything that you can tell them after two games in a row? Tell them the same thing I told Boyan last year. After, you know, I, I don't think we're, we're not. We haven't shot it well as a team, so um, you can't go in if you don't shoot. So I think as long as we're taking good ones, and you know, I thought you know Joe's walk-up three was a big shot. So I just wanted to main, maintain your confidence, and we've got guys that are good shooters, and you know, you guys know th- things even out over time. Was this the first time that you saw an aggressive blitz for for about forty-eight minutes? Or from you... someone that's six-seven and really athletic and able to execute it that way? Right? Yeah, I mean, he just did that. That he, that's. You know, that's the strength of his with his activity and his athleticism. So, you know, I thought there were times when it surprised us a little bit. And um, part of it is making sure we have receivers, you know, to be able to pass out of it when it does happen because you've, you've drawn two. And then, but as I said, you know, that that's when, you know, when you have Giannis, um, 
you know, on the back line, he's capable of covering so much ground. You know, someone looks open, and oftentimes those are longer passes as well. Andy Larson on Zoom. Yeah, Quinn, Jordan made three kind of critical defensive plays in middle, late fourth quarter there, and I'm curious kind of what you saw from those plays in particular and then obviously kind of his attention to detail on the defensive end. I mean, I'm, I feel like I've been saying it for a long time about his 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 care factor and his will, and he's got a lot of pride, and, you know, he wants to win. And I think he wants to win. He can really score, but he wants to win more than he wants to score. Um and, you know, there, there is a competitiveness that sometimes if things, you know, if you're not making shots, you know, they always say, you know, figure out a way, other, other way to impact the game. And that's, that's exactly what he did. And those were, those were big plays. That is Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder as his team wins 107-95 over the Bucks. They moved to 5-1 on the season. Uh, let's now hear from the players. Let's start things off with Donovan Mitchell. Was this the, uh, the best offensive game of the year for you? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, I still have four turnovers, though. Um, I think the biggest thing, not just for myself, um, we really executed when we needed to. You look at the way tonight went, you look at the way last night went, um, two polar opposite situations. You know, I think there were times where Chicago really amped up the pressure, and we weren't ready for it. You know, you get into a game like tonight, you know, we were ready for it. We played through it. You know, they're 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 NBA champions. They're not going to just go out. You know, down 15 and just call it a day. They're going to continue to fight, especially since they lost last night as well. Um, and the biggest thing is we we competed. You know, on both ends of the floor, we did a lot of things that weren't necessarily our schemes, but it was just hustle plays, extra effort, JC getting steals, um, like that. That stuff right there is what takes us to that next level. And being able to do it in crunch time, I think is huge. How do you kind of? You find you, you guys did a lot of stuff that wasn't necessarily scheme. How do you kind of find that balance between running the system and then those moments where you're just, you know, you're seeing a matchup through like ISO and go to right? I think it's just really feeling the game, you know, feeling and I think, you know, you look at the one I'm thinking of and the steel JC had on you honest, like understanding, you know, they want to get the balls obviously, you know, being able to be there and be ready, you know, for myself. Being able to play called, you know, have a mismatch, a, a matchup I like, you know, being able to attack, not necessarily just to score, but just to go out there and, and create, you know, and I'm saying, like, I get in the paint, hit Royce, he hits JC, although he misses, you know, it's a good look. Same thing with Boyan, same thing with Mike. Um, but then also myself getting downhill, too. So understanding you just got to feel it out, you know, and that goes with trusting each other um, because, you know, if there's no trust, like when I turn the ball over off my foot and then I threw a bad pass, whatever, I forgot what it was. Like that could easily be where we kind of just, you know, where different flexible be able to lock in even more as a group. After that, on both ends of the floor, I think just shows the, the confidence we have in each other. When you look at um, the balance there that you have between um, running the team and, and looking for your own, I thought last night you didn't strike that balance. Mm-hmm. And tonight you did strike that balance. What was the difference for you? My comment. Uh, like that, that's a big piece, you know, but there are times like even last year when Mike was out, you know, I was able to do that and it's just finding my rhythm, you know, just, you know, see if we haven't really shot the ball well or played well offensively. So just being able to find my rhythm as well as being able to lead the team and play through different things, you know, but being able to have Mike, you know, kind of get off it and be able to have him orchestrate or be able to do, run certain plays where I get a break for a second and then come back in in time to attack, I think is huge. Um, But, 
that that's that's really a, a big piece, and also just slowing down myself. You know, I don't, I don't know how many turnovers I'm averaging, but I'm trying to do a little bit too much. You know, not necessarily in a, a negative way, just trying to you know make aggressive plays. I'm gonna continue to be aggressive, but it's just a matter of you know slowing down, being able to make the right plays, right passes, and things like What if anything was different with your shots? Because you came out just perfect from three. Um, I don't know. I mean, I just. It's confident taking the, taking them. That's it. You know, at the end of the day, I think Andy asked me last night about JC. You know, what do you tell him when he shoots? Uh, as a bad shooting night, you know, just shoot. That's what I tell myself. You know, I'll continue to shoot. You know, I worked too hard all summer, all all season to not take those shots. You know, I worked to take those shots in those moments. And just being able to trust myself and then my teammates and coaches trust me too. So it makes it easier to go out there, continue to, make, to take and make those shots. Obviously, sorry. Obviously, uh, Locking business, you, you guys, you know, but you guys' defense still seem pretty locked in. What we're going to on that after that? Just, to be, just being aggressive, you know, being able to play through. They hit some, they hit some shots, you know. We, we game planned well, I think. I think we did a lot of things really well, and then they hit shots out of it, you know, and I think that can be typically deflating, you know, when you play really good defense. And at the beginning of the game, we gave up five, off, five offensive rebounds, 10 points, something like that, whatever it was. Um, like being able to continue to, to push and play through that, being able to fight over screens, even when we mess up having each other's back, you know, because a lot of things we did, we but we communicated out of it, even though we didn't do it necessarily the right way. And I think that's that's where we ultimately want to continue to be as a team and do that on a nightly basis. You know, it's not always going to be perfect, but if we continue to have each other's back, you know, we'll be in good shape. You went a long stretch without scoring after the first quarter. Then once they got down to five late in the third, every time they kind of threatened, you seem to kind of take it upon yourself to really lead a spurt. Just what was your mindset there every time they got down to like five? Uh, that's a pivotal, that was a pivotal point in the game, you know, and I think that's that's really like my job, you know, to kind of go out there and uh, kind of have that imprint that moment, you know, because they could have easily went the other way, you know, real quick. And like, I think it was at least at five minutes or so, you know, it, it, could, it was a toss-up, you know, they were, we were scoring, they were scoring, we were stopping, they were stopping. So it was a matter of, you know, who's going to, you know, strike. And then for us, I hit a few shots. Got some stops. JC came and hit a few shots, and we were able to get on the road. They came back in the fourth and kind of did the same same thing. So being able just to push the lead out, you know, and just kind of put your foot in the gas a little bit more and just feel the game out. That's that's really what it is, just feeling the game out as a whole. And, you know, I think I did that. I think we all did that as, as a group as well on both ends of the court. To get on those kind of roles, give you confidence to, like, kind of have these moments where you're like, you know, always so honest and a couple of times. Um, you know, I have, I have confidence going against anybody. You know, that's 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 just me. Um, like I said, I worked so hard that I trust myself in any situation. Um, nights like tonight, I, I feel like I can do this on a daily basis, and I just got to go out to continue to, to shoot out of this little funk, whatever you want to call it, and continue to work through it. You know, it's nothing nothing crazy. There was a point where I missed, like, three threes in a row that I normally make. You know, it's sometimes the ball is not going to go in. You know, but being able to impact the game in different ways tonight, it was, you know, being able to do that offensively, you know, through attacking and through finding guys and doing all that. Other nights is defensively, um, whatever it may, whatever it takes. But, you know, for me, that's that's just, you know, every day I feel like I can, you know, I can impact the game in many different ways. There's Donovan Mitchell, 28 points, 10 of 18 shooting, 4 of 9 from 3. Talked about uh, making those big buckets down the stretch, confident in that part of his game. Let's uh, now hear from Jordan Clarkson. I guess I'll start with the obvious. Do you have any words to say about your streaming? Or? Um, dope. 
That shit is over. <laughs> Start another one. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, dope. So you move forward. You've had a few games in a row where the ball hasn't been going in as much as it normally does. Is there anything going on? Just one of those stretches where the ball isn't going. Um, no, nah, it's just a, a stretch that happens. What's five? Game five, right? Game six for us. Game six. Game six. Oh yeah. Some seventy plus more. It's gonna happen. Just kind of happy. It's kind of happening early right now. Uh, just gotta keep continue taking my shots, staying it. Uh, I think I'm getting good shots. Uh, just like Chicago game, a lot of them rolling out. Uh, back rim. You know, just just happens. I think I went. Uh, kind of through something similar uh, last year uh, during the season. Um, but I think I'm not even really worried about uh, knocking down shots, to be honest with you, and stuff like that. I think uh, a big concentration for me is on the defense, man. Uh, trying to bring energy on that side. Um, you know, keep continuing to help us win games. That's all. Just bring energy. Evolves and uh, you know keep continuing to win games. They're gonna shots are gonna fall. We're gonna make shots. We're gonna rebound. We're gonna defend. You know it's gonna happen. It seemed like you guys took a while to figure out how to adjust to to the blitzing and the aggressive traps. And um, once you did, you got some one on one situations. Started getting inside the arc. What was the, what were the reads there for you? Uh, just kind of taking advantage of. Uh, know, the defense, uh, just getting in the paint, uh, you know, trying to make other plays. I know when I get in the paint, most of the time I draw a bunch of defenders, so I'm able to make other plays. But um, in that third and fourth quarter, uh, I got in there and was able to finish and, uh, you know, score in the, in the paint. So I uh, just looked at that and uh, kept continuing to go, uh, kept being aggressive and uh, kept trying to finish at the rim. And that's what it, what it ended up being. and then the other plays. Let's just film really like you said, Coach. You know, Karen, I think that's since Vegas. Uh, we kind of talked about that, uh, you know, Clipper series um, throughout the whole playoffs, throughout the whole year. Um, like I said, we ain't playing for right now. I think a lot of our focus is on um, down the line and, uh, you know, how we can break the wall and, you know, take the next step forward as a team. I feel like us guarding defensively as guards, keeping our guys in front of us individually, keeping guys out the paint, is going to be a big key for us uh, to win uh, later on down the year and uh, shoot right now, to be honest with you too. But we just building those habits with these early games. And, um, you know, we focus on that now. It just becomes uh, our identity and, you know, what, uh, what we hold our accountable, uh, ourselves accountable to. You're a guy who's known for going on and scoring binges. What's it like watching Don like having some of the most like yesterday night where you know 
they come within five and then just like put on parents for like 10 in a row or what? Um, <clears throat> it's great. I, mean, I think it's uh, super dope. Uh, I think we, we have um, a bunch of guys that, you know, can, you know, have that, that certain ability to do that, but he does it at such a high level, able to do that every game. That's what makes him an all-star, an all-NBA player. Um, you know, like I said last year, I think he was in the con- – he should have been in the conversation for like MVP almost. So, uh, he's going to keep continuing uh, to lead this team, keep doing what he's doing. And, uh, you know, it's just great to see him uh, knock down shots and, and really lead this team. There's Jordan Clarkson, 15 points, talking about the streak that is over. He said, well, it's over. Time to start a new one. And that's all he had to say about it, of course. Uh, he was 0 of 7 from 3, but 6 of 17 from the field, 15 points, as I mentioned. Let's now let you hear from Rudy Gobert. I'm just trying to be happy, Gabby. You know, I think uh, facing somebody like Giannis, like facing, facing a team like that, uh, you know, you know that you have to communicate, you have to be locked in, and uh, and uh, and we did, you know, we did. They have, they had too many offensive rebounds in the first half, but uh, we did a much better job in the second half. And uh, what's the biggest takeaway? If there is one singular takeaway that you that you can take away from the the start that you guys have had to the season. I mean, we just want to keep getting better. You know, we know that at the end of the day, it's going to be about the playoffs. And uh, we know that, you know, we need a regular season. Uh, you know, with all style of basketball, it's, it's going to happen. But uh, is that going to translate to the playoffs? And, and that's why we try to use all the situations to, uh, to, to get better, try to get better, try to play the right way, try to use all our strength. And, uh, Enjoy the, enjoy the season, enjoy the journey, and you know, use every night so to get better. What's uh, what do you attribute kind of the, the improvement offensively between you know what you guys, how you guys played last night against Chicago and, and how you played tonight? Um, I mean, we played two different teams. Those guys were really from this team, if you can all. Chicago was a little more uh, aggressive on the ball, one on one, and you know, and, uh, each other speed us up. So we, both games were different, but uh, I think defensively we did a better job tonight too. And uh, when we when we lock in defensively, uh, all five of us were locking defensively. It's a, uh, it's a different game. We can feed on that. We we score. Uh, Quinn said before the game that he felt like the new kind of emphasis, the, the new point of emphasis, always that they're focusing on, you know, in terms of like cutting out like the flopping and the the ball yeah. that's kind of led to the unintended consequence of like defenders being able to be more physical and to push guys out of the way a little more than they should be. Have you kind of noticed that? Uh. Yeah, I mean, I, I like that. I like that. I think, uh, uh, I think you know, the game uh, needed that. You know, we had kids uh, 12 years old uh, working on how to draw fouls, like, how to draw fouls. I think it's great for the game of basketball. So, um, you know, I think there's a middle ground between uh, being able to punch somebody in the face while you're swimming and getting away and uh, you know, not 
this guy has literally not even transformed, he just tried to get the car. So it's, uh, I think it was necessary. And uh, you know what? It's just like everything, it's an adjustment. And uh, yeah, I like it. There's Rudy Gobert, nine points, 13 rebounds, four block shots for Rudy. In fact, the Jazz uh, as a team had 10 block shots last night. Big time number. Uh, 107 to 99 is your final. The Jazz beat the Bucks. Up next, the Jazz take on the Sacramento Kings here at Vivint Arena coming up tomorrow night. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 6. There's the best of the postgame show. Stay with us more in a moment right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.